Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. Our guest tonight is Laurie Evans-Taylor, writer and director of the brand-new movie now streaming on Tubi, Bed Rest. Laurie, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm really, I'm excited about this. I'm excited as well. And like we talked about briefly before we went live, I told you how much I love this movie and to the uh, our audience out there, this movie, like we said, it's on Tubi. It's free. Tubi's free. I mean, the ads are not long, but this movie is so worth the watch. It's free. It's amazing. You're going to love this movie, especially if you're like me and you love the paranormal subgenre. So with that said, let's get started. I was looking over your resume, and this is your first, uh, not feature for this is your directorial debut okay you have a ton of work in television producing writing what made you make the jump to not only a feature film writing it producing it and directing it tell us how that evolved yeah absolutely well i've had this real journey woman's career honestly you know i i started my career in the theater that's something that i always loved and um, I directed theater, so I've directed before and, but, um, yeah, I, I had worked in television before, but then, um, with this, you know, I actually had the idea for bed rest as a writer about a decade ago. Wow. I mean, this has been, um, a project that is a long time coming for me. And I, I had the idea for it. And then in 2015, I wrote it and it went out as a spec and it was uh, really, uh, the the town really responded to it and it was a preemptive deal at a major studio and it was very exciting. I thought it was gonna get made then and um, unfortunately, you know, it just, it got caught in development as things do, you know, it all yeah. happens all the time for all sorts of reasons. And then when the, when it came out of uh, the rights, um, I, I ended up getting the rights back some years later. And at that point, um, I had been working as a screenwriter ever, ever since Bed Rest. Oh, yeah. It really sort of got me on the list of a lot of um, people. And so I was making a very good living. Um, but Bed Rest was something that was very personal to me. And I really wanted to get it made. And I really... I wanted to have agency in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I thought, you know what? I want to try to direct this because like, I knew I wanted to direct a feature at some point because I had come from theater and I had directed that and I love working with actors and I love the horror genre. Um, and then I just said, you know what? I, I got to do this. I got to bet on myself and see if I can get this made. And luckily, the bed rest the script had a really good reputation in town so yeah. um it's an amazing uh, film thank you thank <laughs> you and yeah i was very lucky because um project x came on board and those guys william sharrick and jamie vanderbilt and paul neinstein i've known them for a while now um both professionally and personally and they had just started Project X and were looking for projects and they loved bed rest and they knew me and we started talking and they just really championed me awesome. as, as, a, as a director. And so I really owe them a lot because they gave me a shot. That um, is such a great story. So, you know, the night before 
preparation begins to direct this film. Here you are, you're directing your first motion picture. What is your biggest fear? Gosh, you know, it, my biggest fear was, oh my God, it, it, you put yourself out there, especially when you, this is was so personal to me, you know, you get something out there and you just hope people will respond to yeah. it. You know, everybody has an mm -hmm. opinion these days, right? And you, that was the biggest worry of like, oh my gosh, would, you know, what if I fail? What if exactly. I fall flat on my face? You know, the, all of those things. But I just really trusted my amazing team behind me, STX, who gave me support, Melissa Barrera, oh, yeah. uh, who just gives an amazing performance. And I just had to trust myself that I, I had to trust myself that I had the skills um, that I've learned through all these years. It's like I, you know, I have a toolbox of skills with my eclectic career. Yeah. And in the past couple of years, you know, before I had got it made, I really threw myself into learning all the things that I didn't know in filmmaking and really talking to a lot of directors and um, uh, artists like DPs and and people in sound design and visual effects artists. So I really tried to get into sponge mode and, and soak it all up and learn as much as I could so I could be as prepared when I finally got the shot. Awesome. Now, you mentioned Melissa Barrera. She gives an amazing performance as Julie in the movie. In fact, the whole movie hinges on her performance and she pulls it off flawlessly. Now, she's also a producer in the film. So star and producer, not that, you know, rare. How did that work out? Was she a producer first? Was she part of the team and then got cast or vice versa? Well, it, it, it actually started more as an actress, but it was, it was pretty close. So how that worked out, um, we were looking for an actress for the role and it is a really demanding role. Uh, both physically and emotionally and you, you know there's there's the horror aspects but there's also the vulnerability and the, this character is going through so much grief um and and self-doubt and they the project x they were producing scream at the time oh, and yeah. so they were on set with melissa and seeing the work that she was doing and they just loved her they and so they called me and said hey we have Melissa Barrera, she's really good, and you should that check check her out. And um, so I got familiar with Vita, and I thought she was fantastic. And so we slipped her the script, and she loved it, and she just really got it. So we got on a Zoom. She and I started talking, and she just really understood the character, and was really willing willing to go to these really tough emotional yeah. places and we started talking about the script and she started she has really good instincts she's a really smart actress and she had good instincts about the character um and the relationship between her and daniel and so i we would talk and some of the stuff that i would start to incorporate into the script to really kind of tailor it for her yeah. And so her creative input, that really sort of led to her being a producer on it. And honestly, I, I have to say she was, it, it was great having her on set as a producer too, because she really set this great tone as being yeah. you know, the, the number one on, on the call sheet, um, but really coming in game and talking with the crew members and having a good time. And it really helped set 
this fun, casual family atmosphere. And that is so important. It is so important because it does show itself uh, in the final product when everything is said and done. Now, when writing the story, you did some clever writing in that the spirit antagonist, let's call it, is not really revealed to us until the third act of the film. Uh, Was it from the beginning that's how... You decided the trajectory of the sh- of the script and the movie. You that's how you wanted it to go. Yeah, you know, it it was an evolving process. Um, I I ended so I originally was bringing the protagonist in earlier, but the thing about a movie like this is, even if she's on bed rest and she has to stay in the house. If something is going to scare her that badly, she's going to leave. She's going to get yeah. out and go to a hotel. So that's when I started to play with the other device of holding that mm-hmm. character off and bringing in the younger character who, um, not, I don't want to give too much away, oh, yeah, but yeah. has an emotional attachment to. So she doesn't want to leave. She wants to engage, and and so that definitely evolved in the writing process of how to sort of play with the the psychological of what is really going on. Exactly. Is it real? Is it in her head? What is she seeing? And and so that was fun because I, I love Hitchcock movies too, and I love ghost stories, and so that was a lot of fun just to play in that space as a writer. That's a great comparison with Hitchcock. You combine pregnancy. Let's see, pregnancy previous tragic loss, mental illness, a new house, new town, new job for the husband, all in one story. Were all those life stressors important in telling Julie's story? Absolutely. Well, you know, there's there's certainly the the backstory and what she's been through that informs the entire movie. And really, because this movie is really about grief, it's about mental health and working through that and trying to get to the other side. So that that was always the the through line of, of the emotional story. But yes, I wanted to start it on a bright note, right? This is a new start for her and her husband. It's a new house. They're yeah. pregnant again. And so we meet this couple that we're, we like and we're rooting for and seem to be in a really good place in their life. But then we start to pull back the the layers of this onion to and find out what happened before. And we keep pulling back more and more layers and more about what she experienced and her mental health issues and now we're as an audience ideally we're thinking oh my gosh are we dealing with an unreliable narrator so you don't know what you know can you believe her what she sees or or not it's really fun you bring attention to uh postpartum depression psychosis postpartum psychosis which is just a topic in entertainment that is mentioned and then move along okay you bring real light to some very serious issues in this film. Was that important for you to highlight? Absolutely. Um, it it was it was paramount that the emotion of it and paying service to that was really my north star. Um, and there were things in my own personal life that 
I had gone through that I certainly wanted to, to bring in and give time and space to really explore it. Because a lot of times with movies, it's just a setup or yeah. you, you get a little bit of it. And for me, that was really the, the part of the journey is, is what Julie was going through and really giving it the time and space to, to really explore it. I mean, you've been writing for a long time. Now that this movie is done and you've seen it and you, you know what the end product looks like, do you look back when you were writing this script, you have written for so many television shows and say, wow, when I have personal experience in something uh, and I, my heart is in this script, do you see a difference in your own work when it comes from the heart like that? Well, it's interesting because there's a fine balance between that because I I think when anything there's anytime something is personal, right? Mm -hmm. You you invest more in it, but at the same time, if you you do it too much, I think it can cloud judgment. So I think there's a real fine line. Um, I like to stay really objective objective with my scripts as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and even in this, you know, there, there are definitely parts of what I had been through um, as, as a mother, um, but I wanted to make sure I was always concentrating on the story and telling yeah. this story because otherwise you get a little clouded and... and sort of um, go off the road a little bit. I, I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. Now, given Julie's history, okay, uh, and all that she's been through... When it comes to her husband, Daniel, who's played by Guy Burnett, he did a great job as well. Do yeah. you agree with me that no matter what she told him, which is the truth, there was nothing short of him seeing it for himself that would make him believe her, given her hip recent history. history? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I think if we were all in Daniel's position, yeah. we would think. Yeah. Oh God, my wife is losing it again, right? So I found myself putting him, putting well, myself in his position, and even though I'm a believer, I'm I like to consider myself an open-minded person. You got to look at the history before you look at the paranormal. Absolutely, right? You, that's that's the first thing. There's a person with a track record of some mental health mm -hmm. issues, and and so of. You know, he he experienced this loss, too, and his whole, you know, they grieve differently. Everybody grieves in a very different way. Absolutely, and for yeah. Daniel, he, he was really trying to take care of his wife by moving forward, by getting this new job. And now they have this new house and trying to just move forward in this positive way. And it's like, that's the way forward, right? Yeah. That's the way um that we have what we want and don't look back in the past and then so as she's starting to experience these things again it's like, oh shit. exactly uh, we're going back to the past again and of course he's not going to believe her because of all everything that happened um but you can understand where he's coming from it's not that he's he's being a mean husband and no. he's just not choosing to believe his wife it's it plays in that murky area of and Daniel, throughout the movie, he could have gone to being a, a not-so-loving husband and gone the other direction. I'm glad you kept him on the track that you did. Uh, I think it worked better for the story. Now, without revealing any spoilers, 
the ending could have gone either way. And you know what I'm talking about, all right? Now, <laughs> did you shoot an alternate ending uh, just in case things went differently in post-production? Or that one ending that the viewers are going to see is the one ending that you were positive about and went with? We we shot two. We, we shot one that was a little bit more ambiguous. Okay. Um, and most we we showed it to some people just to kind of get their feelings which way would you want to go and everybody wanted this way me too because of the emotion of it and um i think you you're so invested in this character because everything is from her point of view we are Mm. with her the entire time We're, we're not with anybody down the hall it's always with her in her bed and so at that point you're just really ideally you're rooting for her mm-hmm. and and that's what we we felt is that we wanted a certain ending a certain way exactly we're satisfying and we don't know as the, as i was watching it i didn't know which way you were going to go up until it happened so kudos to you on that thank you so much laurie we're out of time again guys the movie is called bed rest it is streaming right now on tubi for free check it out it was written directed produced by our guest Lori Evans Taylor. Uh, it's an amazing film. Great story. It will keep you on your toes. Uh, before we go, Lori, uh, going back to your resume, uh, is it true that you are one of the writers for Final Destination 6? Uh, yes, I am co-writing FD6 with uh, Guy Busick, who's also on screen and did Ready or Not. and. Yeah, so... uh, I know it's still in pre-production, so you can't say much, but we're very excited about that. That's a very popular franchise, as you know. Again, thank you to Laurie Evans-Taylor. I want to thank our audience, those of you who are tuning in live and those of you who will be watching later on. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts, Laurie, before we go? Uh, No, I just thank you for having me on, and I hope everybody goes and checks it out on Tubi and enjoys it. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. On behalf of Lori and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night, everybody.